Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 29 is on page 373, and then we'll do Psalm 46 on page 397. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Worship the Lord with holy worship. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. It is the glorious God that maketh the thunder. It is the Lord that ruleth the sea. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar trees. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon also, and Siron like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Yea, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The, the voice of the Lord maketh the hind to bring forth young and strip bare the forest. And in his temple doth everything speak of his honor. The Lord sitteth above the water flood, and the Lord remaineth a king forever. The Lord shall give his strength unto his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Psalm 46 on page 397. God is our hope and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. There is a river, the streams thereof make glad the heart, glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most Highest. God is in the midst of her, therefore shall she not be removed. 
God shall help her and that right early. The nations shall make much ado, and the kingdoms are moved, but God has showed his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. O come hither, and behold the work of the Lord, what destruction he hath brought upon the earth. He maketh wars to cease in all the world. He breaketh the bow, and nappeth the spear in sunder, and burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still then, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 42nd chapter of Isaiah. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Thus says the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul shall magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Sorry, Bob, my mic was off. Uh, the second lesson begins in the 11th verse of the second chapter of 1 St. Peter. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from the fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good works which they observe 
glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as a bondservant of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty Father, who hast given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification, grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness that we may always serve thee in pureness of living and truth through the merits of the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. I'm looking at about 14 verses tonight and wondering why I have like four pages of notes. But I think these things are packed today. And so um, I'm not going to read you all four pages. So you don't have to worry about that. But I think it's really, really packed. What we have is an Old Testament where uh, it's a servant song and, and it's a prophecy of the coming servant and Messiah. And um, the New Testament connects us to the servant and talks to us about how we live as members of, in the kingdom of this servant. But I wanted to make a comment on Psalm 46, 
Uh, just a note, just you know, for probably out of interest more than anything, but this this psalm was the catalyst for Martin Luther's great hymn, "A Mighty Fortress Is Our God," and it was one of hymns I really really like. So I just thought I would bring that up that we see that. I think when you're reading psalms, sometimes you'll see something and go, "Oh, I've read that somewhere else," and we'll see it in the prayer book, uh, in the canticles. Um, you'll see him quoted, and so um, that was interesting to me about that psalm. So in Isaiah, this is the first of four servant songs, and the servant songs refer to the Messiah, and they make, um, that's a prophecy of the coming uh, deliverer that Israel expected. And so we have four of them, and you'll remember, I think it's Isaiah 53, what we read is the suffering servant, and that's kind of a new concept that um, I don't think Israel fully grasped before Jesus came. But this, in this servant song, we see the servant's gentle manner and worldwide mission. And um, this is, um, of course, what we saw in Jesus in his first coming. So we also see in Matthew that it's a, a direct quote of Isaiah 42, 1 through 3. Behold my servant who I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he, shall, he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. And so in these verses, we see, behold my servant. And uh, it's, it's contrary to what the rabbinical expectation was, that uh, the Messiah would not arrive with political agendas or military campaigns or a great fanfare, but with gentleness and meekness, declaring righteousness. And the other thing that would be a, um, a stumbling stone to them is also to the Gentiles. The not quarrel or cry out, the Messiah would not try to stir up a revolution or force his way into power. And it mentions a bruised reed and smoking flax. And um, I think sometimes I read these and go, what does that mean? The reed was used by shepherds to fashion a small musical instrument. So that's you know part of their entertainment they would do in the evening. And a cracked or, or bruised reed was, was worthless and useless. And a smoldering wick was also useless for giving light. And so what we see is that the the, the servant will come, and he will he will um, heal and, and make useful the people who would be uh, deemed as um, bruised reeds and smoking flax, the useless people. And it kind of um, reminds us of First Corinthians in the first chapter, and it speaks of uh, how he calls not just the the he calls the lowly and the and the um, distraught and the and the outcast. And I always remember the um, the the thought that God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. So Christ's work was to restore and rekindle these people, not to break them. So we see in first well, we see that in First Corinthians. I mentioned that already. So um, He's going to open blind eyes, this servant, and that was two kinds of blindness. But that was important. They expected the Messiah to be able to, you know, when Jesus came and he healed blindness, that was a sign of the Messiah. But what we see here is he not only um, healed physical blindness, but basically he stopped the spiritual blindness or he brought uh, healing to the spiritually blind. And you remember just less than a week ago, we talked about he um, opened understanding of the scriptures to the, to the disciples. And um, so that's what his spirit does. It opens this up to us. And so we're no longer blind to who he is. So Jesus fulfills the first of these servant songs in Isaiah. He heals the blinds. He brings the prisoners out of prison. And all are prisoners of sin. And Jesus' death frees us from this prison. And his resurrection gives us hope. So this is 
um, Jesus came to bring this kingdom, and now here we are living between the kingdoms. I, I think of it as even though we are in the kingdom, the kingdom came, and we're waiting for the fullness of the kingdom. And how do we live there? And so uh, first, in First Peter, the apostle Peter writes, and he's giving people advice. And so these people are living in a time, and, and it's uh, the time it happened, uh, Nero set Rome on fire because Nero was uh, all kinds of mentally deranged, including narciss narcissistic. And he wanted to build, he loved to build, and he wanted to build more, but there was no room, so he burned it all down. And once he realized that uh, this was going to cause him huge problems, he turned it on. The, it was the Christians that did it. So Christians are um, experiencing this incredible persecution. And so the purpose of St. Peter's letter was to teach the people how to live victorious in the midst of all this hostility. And so he was hoping, and his goal was to keep them from losing hope, keep them from becoming bitter, to always trust the Lord and look forward to his second coming. And so he wants to impress on the readers that by living obedient and victorious life under duress, a Christian can actually evangelize this hostile world. And there are a number of stories I've heard, and you probably have too, where somebody, even in facing their death, the way they faced their death as a martyr had um, caused other people to believe and be willing to accept that death because of the, the strength and the courage and the steadfastness of the of the believer. So it's something to remember. We think sometimes, it, you know, uh, God feed us and take care of us and do that. But we have to remember this is a war. Um, the world is against us. It's a system energized by Satan and his demons. And their their job or their effort is to discredit the church and destroy the credibility and our integrity. And so um, this is what Peter's writing against. So to, in this chapter, chapter two of Peter, he's talking about honorable living uh, before unbelievers. And this particular segment is uh, submission to the government. And I think it's something we can take under our own consideration because um, this war hasn't ended. And so there, people are still looking to discredit us, but um, our faith, our steadfastness is what gives hope to the world. So let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. Amen.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me. I'm sorry that my dog thought it was time to eat right there at the end. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Bless all of you. Sorry about the mic slip up, Bob. No problem. Hey, Jeff, if you're on, when I see you and I do that, I can interrupt you. I didn't see you on picture, so I didn't know you were reading. I, I should have unmuted the video, too. So no problem. Just, hey, it's happened to all of us. Sorry. See you. <laughs>